Hello, and welcome to the MLM.com podcast, brought to you by InfoTrack Systems. I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and in today's episode, we're joined by Maury Chambers, who uh, has an extensive background in, in the IT field and specifically in direct sales. Uh, Moy is currently the CEO at Allspice uh, Technologies, uh, which is a, a consulting company that specializes in, in direct sales and technology and, and mobile technology, especially. Uh, and he also sits on the advisory board uh, for Pure Predictives for the direct sales uh, uh, arm of, of their business. And it's actually... Uh, the work that he's done with Pure Predictives and and some analytics that that we're bringing Moy on to talk to us uh, today. Moy, how are you? I'm doing good, Kenny. How are you doing? Great, great. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, you you and I have been talking a little bit about uh, some machine learning and and predictive analytics and the role that that could play. Uh, moving forward uh, for successful direct selling companies. Uh, and so I'll, I'll let you just start us off and, and give us a little bit of background on, on what you've been doing and where you see this this technology going. Yeah. So um, what's interesting about this technology, machine learning and artificial intelligence, this industry has so much data uh, from sales figures and everything else, and they want to get into big data. And I was sitting with the CEO one day, and he says, "Let's get into big data." And, and I started looking around and how we could use utilize big data. And big data can tell you a lot of things, but one of the best things that it can help you with in our industry is um, that the churn ratio in the MLM industry. It seems to be that every company, no matter what size they are, the number of new enrollments that come in, they'll have that same number of people drop off. And so um, that's the churn. And so with artificial intelligence and machine learning, you can look at thousands of data points. And some of these data points are inside your business, and some of them are outside your business with big data. So what we're trying to do is, is, is use machine learning, use algorithms to come up and analyze these thousands of data points to come up with a score that you can use in your direct selling business for your distributors. Yeah, and, and I mean, you, you pretty much laid this out, but when we talk about churn, we're talking about, you know, new new enrollments minus uh, the people that have left, have left the business, right? And that's your net growth. Uh, and if that ever dips negative, that's when you start to see uh, a, a decline, right? Um, and, and so that's what, what we're talking about when we talk about churn. And one of the things that, that I found interesting that you brought up as we were talking in preparations for this is you said, you know, almost all companies have uh, what they call a, a retention team, right? But the interesting thing about the term retention team is generally what that means is the same thing that it means that like your Comcast or your DirecTVs or, or any of these other service providers, which is once you're already unhappy and you've called in and said, hey, I'm leaving, then they kick you over to the retention team to see what they can do to make it better and, and keep you there. 
Uh, and really what you're talking about is using uh, predictive analytics and machine learning to, to prevent that call from ever being made, to, to be uh, more proactive rather than reactive in responding um, to, to people's complaints because you can see it in the data. Am I summarizing that correctly? You're right. You are. And one thing you can see and one thing that this industry doesn't focus on, that you're right about the retention, for preventive medicine, This looking at big data and looking at thousands of data points and through these algorithms and getting the score, low, medium, or high, you, you can use this as if it was preventive. You know, you're going to prevent something from happening. So preventative medicine is another way of looking at this. Right now, our industry is waiting until someone's sick and then reacting to it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's interesting you bring this up because I was just, I mean, this isn't related to, to the MLM space, but it's exactly what you're talking about. I was listening uh, just a couple of days ago to a podcast where they were talking about in the NBA, uh, the teams that are really leading edge have moved past state-of-the-art uh, injury and rehab technology, and that's basically baseline. Everybody has that now. Uh, but the teams that are really cutting edge are getting into preventative medicine, just like you say, that they're doing everything they can to let to have the bodies of the athletes tell them before an injury happens. Because it's something like if you sprain an ankle, you're 19 times more likely to have a future sprain of that ankle versus if you never have have a sprained ankle. Um, and, and so I, I think that ties in with exactly what you're saying, right? Is we generate, you know, just millions and millions and millions of points of data across a, a customer base. And I won't even use the term distributor base because this is, is wider than distributors, right? It's, you can tell a, a lot of times, uh, by people's ordering patterns and, and things like that. Uh, when they are starting to get dissatisfied um, and there are companies out there and technologies out there that are now going to help people to capitalize on that to say, hey, we want to make sure we're providing the best customer experience possible and we're going to be pre proactive in, in making sure that that happens by using the data of our customers to know when people are unhappy. Um, and I'm curious, what would your message be to, to, to the technology leaders in this industry? The thing is, these companies can't go out and hire PhDs that understand big data, you know. And so you need to find a partner that understands big data, understands these algorithms, and can then take your data. And, and I'm going to be working here shortly with some small startup companies. One of them's been in business for a year. One's been just starting up and start gathering this data because the models that we have modeled have been based on, you know, usually two years worth of data. You send us two years worth of data, we analyze it, and we'll show you your scores. But it'd be interesting with these new companies working with them and partnering with them that we could show them the tendencies that their customers and distributors have and which ones will be at high risk. 
because you want to focus on those high risk ones. And, um, you know, especially uh, this model was, does come from the customer base and now we're taking it to the MLM space because a, a distributor that might be at a medium rank, if he's looking at having a high probability of leaving your company, but on average, he would stay with your company for another two years, whatever rank he was, whatever you call him, a diamond or whatever. If, if he leaves early because of the scores are showing that he's ten, his tendencies are pointing in his data points that he might leave early, but it, usually it takes his downline with him. So you just don't lose one sale. You could lose, you know, 100,000 in volume per month. And if he leaves two months or two years early, that's 24 months of 100,000 in volume. So in this industry, the churn or the, the, the scoring, especially of somebody in the upper ranks, becomes really big. It, it could save, it could be at least, you know, you know, if you're a $200 million company, it could be a five to $10 million swing for you on the bottom line. Yeah, and that obviously then uh, these measures that people take end up paying for themselves, right? And then some. I'm curious, I want to get your thoughts, and this isn't something you and I have talked about, but it's something that in today's climate, uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, so much, you hear so much in the news and, and every day about, you know, data privacy and, and things like that. And I can imagine that we may have some listeners who are hearing this that are thinking, man, they're, they're sifting through my data and, and, and trying to guess my behaviors beforehand. I'm curious what you think about, about this at a, at a privacy level. And I have, have some thoughts of my own, but, but I'll start with getting yours. Well, yeah, you make a good point. The privacy issue here becomes, um, with all these thousands of data points, you're measuring somebody. Um, and I don't think this is, these data points are good. For, they're good for the corporation to find out what your score is, high, medium, and low. And I think for um, security and stuff, you might want to keep them in those three ranges. You never want to give these scores back to distributors, but you might want to tell a distributor on his downline, you know, here's some people that, um, are showing warning signs, you know, um, you know, maybe rate them, you know, like uh, yellow, you know, green, you're okay, yellow's a warning, and red's a, a higher warning. But um, one of the things I'm not too focused on is that we don't focus on the individuals when we go out there and look at big data, but we, we look at the individual and we and we'll look at demographics and, uh, you know, this guy lives in Ohio, you know, this is how old he is, this is, you know, his sex, and then compare that to big data. All the other guys that live in Ohio in this zip code range, and what are their spending habits? So these are some of the things that big data does. It just, you know, looks at your guy and looks at what's trending out there and compares the two together, and then that makes the scores more accurate. So you could say, this guy living in Ohio um, compared to everybody else in Ohio, in Ohio, he's he's going to be scoring high. He's going to, he's his predictability of churning is high right now. Yeah, and and 
And I guess my response to my own question, uh, which is always a funny thing to do, but is I think there definitely is an onus on on companies to to act responsibly with the data that they have. Um, the type of analytics we're talking about, I, I don't feel like they get into uh, a dramatic breach of like confidence, right? Uh, and and the end goal is to, like I said, enhance. Uh, customer service, right? To make sure people are happy and and that that they are getting what they want out of their experience with the company, right? Um, and so to that end, I, like I said, I think there is a heavy burden on companies anytime they're they're using data provided by uh, their customers. Um, but I, I don't think that this stuff inherently crosses that line. And uh, these are practices that uh, retail and other companies are uh, using, you know, just a, wildly, right? I mean, when you go and buy something, there are 50 different companies figuring out ways to tie all of your purchases together and understand uh, your habits and and your life events even, um, and so I th- I think like you said there is there is a, a sense of being responsible, but then there there are also the the customers and distributors should see benefit from these activities, and what I mean by that is um, like you said the MLM space the direct sales space is is interesting in the sense that you've got some data points that you don't have otherwise right uh, for instance who your upline is um, and what organizations you're a part of and one of the things even in in some more rudimentary analysis that I've been a part of is seeing a dramatic difference in uh, behavior based on the upline. And that tells you that there are certain trainings and certain business practices going on within uh, different downlines. Some of those are good and some of those are bad. And out of these measures, you'll be able to, as as a company executive, um, recognize and uh, and support the people who are are generating the correct behaviors. I've been a part of, you know, one of the things that we do here at Infotrax is um, some is commissions consulting and data analytics in that way. And it's amazing the, the number of times that we've gone in and worked with companies and identified uh, downlines who are actually engaging in behaviors that uh, are are not good for the customers and they're not good for the company. Uh, and we say, hey, you know, these people are are engaging in behaviors that are, are counterproductive. And the the CEOs or or the marketing directors or whoever we're working with will say, what do you mean? These are these are some of our some of the people we bring across stage every year promoting how great they are. And that's because the, the rudimentary statistics we can, can oftentimes be misleading. And, and one of the examples of that is there's a lot of companies I know that track new enrollments or new customer acquisitions 
but don't track turnover, right? So they they see that this organization is bringing a lot of bodies into the door, but they don't see that for every one person they're bringing in, 1.3 people are leaving, uh, and then it causes them to recognize and acknowledge the wrong people. And so it, it is going to be interesting uh, to see the the benefits uh, that come to the good actors in the space as their hard work and their correct uh, behaviors become more evident through uh, these advanced analytics. Yeah, and, and you made a great point. If, you look, if you're able to now take these scores from big data and everything and then go into people's downlines and compare downlines against each other and you might say this guy's downline has high scores you know maybe the guy is really good at recruiting people and getting them to sign up but he's terrible at retention and then you can look at people that might not be as good at signing people up but they're great at retention and you can have the you'll have a score to compare them with and average them out and, and start analyzing them by trees, you know, through the branches. So sometimes everybody looks at the whole company, but sometimes it's just the behavior of a leader or, and, and his downline. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, this is something that we hear about advanced analytics in, in all areas of our lives, uh, whether it be sports or, or, you know, what Facebook and social media are doing, or, you know, even, you know, you get into, we've got the midterm elections coming up, and, and they talk about, you know, the demographic data there, and, and getting down to the micro level of, of precincts and, and things like that. Uh, and it's only natural that we in, in the direct sales space need to utilize that as well. And, and it can be a powerful tool for good, uh, especially when it comes to, like I say, uh, improving customer experience. Also, um, when it comes to terms of, of regulating ourselves, right? There, there are things in the data that will allow companies to better regulate what is going on, uh, and so that we have less people uh, that feel manipulated or feel misled uh, in terms of the business opportunity. And, and, and I, I think that's a, a powerful thing on the horizon. So one thing is, once you, what do you do once you get this score? You know, that becomes a big thing. You can break it down by downlines, look at leaders and so forth. But if you were to present to your customer service when somebody calls in, you know, you have a red flag up on the, on the screen or yellow flag, your customer service now can act a little bit, the customer service should treat every customer as if they're the number one customer. But if you see a red flag or a yellow flag, maybe you go the extra mile, okay? And then you make note that what action was taken by that customer service rep. Some of these yellow flags or something else, you could, you could do an email campaign or you could do a text campaign or you could have your in, internal departments, your elite teams, reach out to these people but whatever they do it's really important is is to record their action so you could feed that back into the system so the system sees these people and sees what what works you know did the call work did the text work did the emails work 
um, you got to keep feeding this thing so it keeps learning. And um, but that's that's the beauty of this. Um, sometimes, for example, a downline might take off or something might happen in a downline. There's in this valley um, in Utah Valley, there was a company last year, and and at the DSA, their president got up and spoke about his this toothpaste story. And they had two women. They had no idea. Um, why there's toothpaste sales just skyrocketed up, you know? And so they're they're asking sales, are you running anything? And they said, no. Marketing, you do anything? No. And then they, they turned to the commission department and said, hey, show me somebody who's got a spike in their commission, their earnings. And it ended up being a group of women that just loved the toothpaste, started promoting it out on social media, and the bottom line was a, a woman was trying to earn $500 to repair her husband's truck. At the end of the day, the CEO says, you know, your next check, you could buy your husband any truck he wants, you know. And so they didn't, you know, if they would have had big data or some other things, they could have, you know, these are events that occur and you want to measure them and replicate them so everybody can be successful. Absolutely. And I, I think you make uh, an excellent point in the sense that uh, this is about replicating the, those good behaviors. Um, well, Moy, you know, you've been very generous with your time uh, and, and I'm grateful for you coming on and, and giving us a little insight into uh, what's coming and, and, and what we need to, to be looking out for, because I, I, you know, it's important that as a direct selling space, uh, that, that we're taking advantages of these technologies. And like I say, especially using, um, uh, for the betterment of our distributors and our, and our customers. You know, and in closing, I just want everybody to understand this, this is science. It's not black magic or, you know, it's, it's down to a science and these scores come back a thousand of data points. Um, try, if you have your sales or marketing or your BI team, try to analyze this on the surface. They will not understand it because of the algorithms and how deep they go and how wide they go with all this big data. So it's technology you just gotta trust. It's like getting in a self-driving car. You know, are you going to trust it or not trust it? But this technology, I think, is a lot safer than a self-driving car. Yeah, and it's something that'll continue to to be improved. And and uh, I think you're really going to see uh, companies be separated by those who uh, get on board early versus versus wait uh, until it's too late. Uh, but but yeah, thank you, Moy. And, uh, we look forward to having you on the podcast again soon, and, and, and we appreciate uh, the work that you're out there doing. All right. Thank you. And that does it for today's episode of the MLM.com podcast brought to you by InfoTrack Systems. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Rollins, and I want to give a special thanks to Moy Chambers for his time and his insights into machine learning and predictive analytics. Production support from Jana Bengeter. And we hope that you will join us again next time.